What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stauffer are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. <laughs> well, hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> um, apparently, Suzanne got fluffed by the producer before I got on this morning. <laughs> so, is that TMI, honey? Is it TMI uh, no. for our listeners? No. Hey, Do you know what I was thinking? You know, you don't go like in... um. What was that guy that lived in Seattle, the radio therapist? Frazier, right? He had his Roz, and Roz, like the producer. Well, you know, I was thinking that fluffer's a way better word. And, like, that's more what our producer is. She gets us all pumped up and all excited before, gets us, you know, ready to go and turned up. Yeah. And give y'all, and, like, get us all ready to give y'all the bliss, man. We're on. Yeah, thanks, we just Rhonda. went on camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now our job is to give you all orgasms. Good job. <laughs> oh, no. Another show for another day. Um, but yeah, this is Love Life and All Things Weird. So it applies. And I'm Suzanne. I'm a host. And Megan is also a host. And uh, we're here to uh, create some awesomeness today. So welcome, 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 everybody. <laughs> so, um, you know, apparently um, lots of orgasms are in our future, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but how do we segue into our topic, Miss Segway Queen? Oh, yeah. Oh, I will I will do this. Watch me do it. Okay, so, so we are practicing... Learning how to create from fullness, create from wholeness, create from being um, ahead of the game instead of behind the eight ball, which is where most of us create from and where I've created most of my life. So I I do believe having a fluffer before we go on is really relevant to this whole conversation. What if we had a fluffer for money before we actually went on? And and this person helped us raise our money thermostats. They helped us raise our confidence about money before we got in the money game. What about that? What about that? What if, like, we had a fluffer for business? What if we had a fluffer for relationship? What if we could just, like, like really, like, fill ourselves up and create from fullness and um, instead of creating as the underdog, which is the topic of our show today. How do you think I did? Mm-hmm. I think it did amazing, hun. Good job, you. Thank you. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, so, um, so, so we got ahead of ourselves, though. We weren't supposed to go. Rhonda got us too excited. So <laughs> can you tell the people about what we mean by the underdog? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, we all love a good underdog story, right? they coming from behind against all odds. We watched that movie, like, how many times really i love those movies you know and then we get the youtube videos that go viral like the runner who falls and then finishes the race first and you know the kid who's the poor student you know and the teacher helps them and they go to college and they end up being you know really like a ceo of a business or something right um and so we all love that story and Megan and I, we're talking about this um, ongoing for the last few weeks, really, about how we play that out in our own lives. And for years, there's this phoenix rising out of the ashes story that, that happens. You know, like, um, I've, I've very much, I mean, in, in all truth, that's what happened when Megan and I first got together, when we first got into relationship. It's kind of like she, um, you know, burned down her life. Um, and so, so it's been this crazy thing that we've noticed about ourselves is that, um, and for me too, for years, I, um, I was so proud of me being a survivor, a survivor of abuse, you know, a survivor of um, all kinds of shit and that somehow I grew up the poorest and now I'm, you know, make six figures, right? So it's this come from behind story and, um, and a beat all the odds. You know, and it's, and that's great. We're, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because there's motivation in that. When someone says, you can't do it, what do we say? We say, F you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove to you that I can do it, you know? And so it's, it's not that that is, hasn't, you know, been helpful or hasn't contributed to us being motivated or to us getting ahead. But the conversation that we're having today is a little bit different. It's, you know, what if you didn't have to run that story all the time? What if you didn't have to go back two steps in order to take another step forward? What if you didn't have to burn all of it down in order to create something new? You know, this kind of plays out in a lot of ways, right? Like, even what we, what Megan and I have noticed is, you know, before an event that we have, there will be almost like a breakdown before the breakthrough, you know. So, um, so either like the technology, like in her last, you know, Live Your Magic event, right, the technology isn't working. And so there's all this like stress and tension right before. And then, you know, it all comes out and okay and you know we can show up with wild beautiful colors right and 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 a lot of times like in our own relationship when we've had a conflict um you know or spent you know half the night processing or whatever the next morning are some of our most amazing sessions with our clients because we're raw and like a clear channel for spirit to come through right so it happens in small ways and big ways, and I'm sharing a bunch of our examples so that you all can kind of see where perhaps maybe that's showing up in your life and, you know, and to set up this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like there's, like, we want to look at, one of the things we want to look at is the payoffs with regard to this. Um because it's like for 
for humanoids or for people that are uh, that have a lot of capacities, a lot of magic that are like we've been hiding it. Like one of the reasons we do this is to prove to ourselves and everybody else how potent we are, how powerful we are, because mm-hmm. we we were mm-hmm. here and we made it all the way to here and look at us and, you know, all of that. And it's like, um, I mean, as Suzanne said, as a culture, we're fascinated by this, right? And why are we fascinated by it? We're fascinated not actually because this person is coming from behind, but we're fascinated by whatever it is that they overcome fascinated mm-hmm. by the fact that they don't give up we're fascinated mm-hmm. by the fact of like um against you know like they were able to show a strength that they didn't even know mm-hmm. they had before mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what are the other ways we could be doing that and and not have to set ourselves up with a slingshot of <laughs> like coming from way, 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 way back, you know, like mm-hmm. what are some other ways mm-hmm. that we could actually get the same thing? That's one of the things that when we look at changing patterns or changing dynamics, we want to look at, okay, what is that pattern giving us? And what is a, maybe a better, funner way, you know, to have that, to have that happen. But it, this one is really, really deep in our culture. And that's why we want to we want to talk about it for a minute because we want to bring awareness to it because most people don't realize that they're actually setting the stage for this all the time. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's like we, you know what I'm saying? And it's like it, I would say this is as universal as like the victim story or whatever. It's like we love an underdog. I've loved to be mm-hmm. the underdog. The other part of it for me, what I know is that it's allowed me to fly under the radar. Like, because I've, mm-hmm. I've known that I'm here to do something really unique. I know that, like, the stuff I do is really, like, not a lot of it is not really understood or recognized by this reality. And so by me, like, going stealth, like, I don't get in trouble. I don't get caught. I don't, like, because I'm just this underdog. Nobody expects me to do well, you know. And then so when I do, like, it surprises everybody, but I also don't alert the media on the way there. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of payoff that we get from mm-hmm. playing this way. Yeah. And I would say, like you said, there is this universal conditioning around this. Like, I I mean, as a child, um, I was often taught in class that the stuff that I was bad at that I needed to get better at. You know what I mean? So if I if I just had A's and it was easy in English or whatever, but I sucked at math, then I needed to work harder on my math. You know, I needed to spend hours trying to figure out math, right? How much has that been programmed into us to actually like see where the things are that were meh, mediocre in and try to kind of come from behind to get better in that. So, you know, one of my first, um, I worked for a nonprofit as a a controller for a number of years, and it was the first time that leadership had ever, ever looked at what my strengths were and actually capitalized on my strengths. There was a book called Strength Finder that she gave to staff, and we all took this test of what are our actual strengths. And can we build from our strengths rather, you know, and come together and bring all of those different strengths together? And it was the very first time any boss had ever 
ever looked at my strengths instead of my weaknesses and, you know, graded my weaknesses and said, hey, you need to get better at this, you know? So it's, it's very, very much in our culture in general. And then there's so much, you know, kudos for coming from behind. And then we have our own personal payoffs. Um, like Megan was talking about, as far as like staying under the radar and, you know, and not, not having to really piss anybody off because we were always talking about this at coffee this morning. And it's like, think about it, like a person who inherits wealth, right? So juxtapose these two, two situations. The person, you know, that I was just speaking of that was like the kid who came from behind who was poor and then became this wealthy CEO, right? So we like congratulate him or her, right? Yay, like they came from behind. Um, but then we look at a person that has inherited wealth, right? And our, what are our judgments or stereotypes of that person? Well, they didn't work for it. They didn't deserve it. You know, like they get to be lazy. Like there's a lot more judgment around the person that inherits, you know, that strength or that wealth or that coming. Like that's ahead of the game, right? If you, if you are born into that. And yet how much do I know for me personally, I've judged that situation a lot. Well, wow, that person has it easy, you know, um, and I, and I see them as, lazy or having yeah exactly Rondo says an unfair advantage right so everything that that is and everything that this conversation is bringing up all your decisions judgments conclusions and computations Pez juniors and DJCCs can we uncreate and destroy all of that yes right wrong good bad pot pot all night shirts with and beyond Are you still there? I am. So here. Oh, good. I thought I thought you disappeared forever. Okay. I didn't, so, honey. Yeah, so I didn't. I'm so glad. Okay. So the other thing that I want to talk about with regards to this is the adrenaline. And mm. there's like you know if you <laughs> if you don't know you're an adrenaline junkie yet, like you know catch up. Because we have adrenaline is actually the most addictive substance we know about on the planet. We have less than the end of our pinky finger of it in our bodies. But it, um, when we're growing up and we're going through like big stuff, right? There's fighting, or there's mom's depressed, or you know, mom and dad are divorced. Like we start, uh, we start getting misidentified and misapplying that aliveness is drama. And mm-hmm. so we have this thing with creating is drama. Creating is like the that we learn how to create with adrenaline surges. So creating from behind is one of the greatest ways to get an adrenaline surge. So that way we can really show up, so we can really be present, so that we can really, you know, win the race, so to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so yeah. it's like there's there's that element, too. And, you know, with regards to that, one of the things um, one of the best things that we can learn to do, and, and this is going to seem like totally irrational, but by doing really um, gentle, like uh, two to three minutes of breath work a couple of times a day, we can start giving our bodies like um, 
the kind of energy that they really require. So in, in Access, I, I'm a Access facilitator and I teach a class called Access Foundation and we talk in that class a lot about the acoustical wave. And the acoustical wave is that that energy that we feel in nature, right? It's mm-hmm. that peace. It's that, it, it's not like, peace as in boring, but it's like a vibe. It's like a hum. It's like space, right? And our bodies are actually designed to operate from that space. But when we're in survival, when we're in fight or flight, when we're coming from behind, we're actually using a very, what I would call dirty fuel. It's like diesel fuel, right? It's like Mm. the adrenaline is a very dirty fuel. Now it's useful, It's very useful for Mm -hmm. pulling cars off of small children in a crunch, right? Mm -hmm. It's useful Mm -hmm. for running a race or playing sports. It's useful for um, getting alert really fast. Like it's not, don't hear that it's a bad thing. But if it's the fuel you're living by, it will break your body down. It will create illness. It Mm -hmm. will create disease. It will will freak out your adrenals. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? There's a lot of cost to operating solely from adrenaline. So one mm-hmm. of the things that, that we can do to undo all kinds of patterns uh, from conflict, drama, this underdog pattern is to literally breathe in and out our noses for about three minutes. That's about how long it takes to shift the fuel system of the body from the fight or flight mechanism over to this, um, uh, well, it's, I'm going to mix this up, but it's, I believe it's switching from the parasympathetic to the sympathetic system, which is basically that calm, that space energy, that acoustical wave energy. So by doing that a few times through the day, what we do is we give our bodies natural energy and we start learning how to live and operate and create from more of that wave energy, more of that peace energy. Mm hmm. You know, it's so fascinating to me because, I mean, I have been coaching uh, clients about breath as a shift move for years. I mean, for years, I've probably told, I mean, hundreds of clients and I, I, I have yet to have a client actually do it like consistently, like literally, you know, three minutes. Of breathing, and they they like will do it for a few days and stop doing it. Like I just, mm-hmm. I don't get mm-hmm. it. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's the simplest, most simple, 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 simple mm-hmm. thing. Why is it that we are so addicted to having it be hard like this? Why yeah. do we have to go from so far behind in order to get ahead? It makes me crazy about the human race and about me specifically and about all my clients. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so much a, a little fit. <laughs> so I, 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 I apprenticed with Gay and Katie Hendricks for about six years, and they are, I would say, probably the most famous relationship coaches. Um, they've been on Oprah, all that kind of stuff, but like they, um, they had a school, like a body and breath school, um, where you learn how to change patterns through your body. You learn how to change patterns through breathing and things like that. And for six years, right, I'd go 
and we'd be doing breath exercises every day, all day through through class. I'd be in a training for a week to 10 days, and I'd go home and promptly stop doing it, and it would feel amazing. I would have so much energy. I would feel so alive. I would feel so fantastic, and I'd go home, and I wouldn't do it. And then I'd come back to the next training, and I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot to breathe. For six years, I did this, you know, and it's like, hello, hello, McFly. And I think it has in part to do um, with our set points and with that, it's like we really were up against thousands of years of programming called Life is Hard and Life is About Survival. And we're at the forefront of actually changing bodies and changing that reality on our planet. But we are going to get way deeper into this, give you way more tools in just probably a few seconds after our commercial. You're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. have you been waiting to uncloak your magic to allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible live your magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind ignite your body and activate the magic that is you if you are ready to radically tap into your desires generate more aliveness in your body and your life then join us at a live your magic event somewhere in the world go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today that's m-e-g-a-n-s-i-l-l-i-t-o this is love life and all things weird with host megan silito and suzanne stopper are you scratching your head a bit let's chat Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. You're back. We're back. Everybody's back. You're listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. And we are talking about being the overdog instead of the underdog. And can we actually see the set points, the upper limits, the places where, you know, we could so easily go ahead and and create from our strengths and, uh, and really thrive and that we're stuck, stuck, stuck in the past and stuck in um, the survival brain and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, we did a, a, a show about set points um, last week. So if you're just listening, 
Um, this weekend didn't ch- check out our last radio show. It was really good. Um, and we're actually creating an awesome, awesome online product um, that will be revealed here on the station in a couple weeks about set points. Um, so it's going to be a whole video series to help all of us to really eradicate, overcome, and quantum jump through our set points. So we're in the, we're very much in the conversation of that, Megan and I, in the creation of that product. So, um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. It's going to be fun and good stuff coming up. Well, to me, it's really the most important thing we could be doing is like really looking at like changing these internal limits or what I would say patterns that keep us in that one step forward, two steps back dynamic, right? Because it's like, okay, so I probably have told this story maybe once in the last few years on this show, but I'm going to tell it again because it just shows you how dumb I am and (laughs) and how like how we do this in our lives. So I was doing this program. um, It was a ropes course. Some of you may know what that is. It's basically you go outside, like in the wilderness, there's facilitators, and you challenge yourself physically by jumping off things, by, you know, leaping out to ropes and things like that. And, And then all the stuff that comes up for you as you challenge yourself is kind of the stuff that comes up in your life. And you you get to look at that and clear that. And the the last process that you do in most rope courses is something called the wall. And there's a couple of different Mm -hmm. teams, and the team has to be chosen. Everything has to be silent. You cannot talk. But your teams are about, I don't know, 10, 12 people, right? And you want to have boys and girls and a mixture of bigger people and smaller people because the idea is to get the entire team over the wall. This is a big nine-foot wall right and in in like a certain amount of time like the first the people with the shortest time wins the problem is is when the when the time runs out um anybody left on this side of the wall quote unquote is dead and then your team has to deal with the fact they killed people or you know they didn't get them over or whatever it is so guess who everybody's a wall but yours truly right and they're like on the other side of the wall there's like a platform right and people can kind of lean over and help or whatever so basically number one like winning and losing is on my shoulders number two Mm -hmm. if the time runs out and that means i die and then my team has to process Mm -hmm. the fact that killed me but that like you know so there's a little bit of pressure on me and i just kept going okay i just have to jump higher like, I kept running at the wall, jumping and jumping and jumping and jumping and hitting my body into the wall, throwing my body into the wall over and over. And <laughs> Oh, I can so I see this. I could just envision it. It's just, like, so clear in my vision of you doing it. It is hysterical. <laughs> I'm I'm really glad that I could provide the morning's entertainment for you, love. So you know I, <laughs> um. So somebody screamed at me like I I don't even think they were on my team. Like just the facilitators are feeling bad for me. They're like, could you consider another way? Because <laughs> I basically <laughs> was doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. 
oh, if I just run from this direction and jump, I'm sure I'll make it this time. I just need to tell my body to jump higher. That's what I need to do. You know, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and how was that like well, my life what was at the, the time? Answer? Well, yeah, but like, what was the what was the new way? I can't remember. I've heard this story a lot. Oh, I but never I still figured it out. I died. I died. <laughs> <laughs> there was no new way. I was killed. <laughs> no, actually, I did get over, but I I basically cheated. Right? It's like I can't mm. remember. I like I think I like went and grabbed some rocks or something. Or, like, you know, something from, like, sticks or whatever, and, like, got on it high enough for somebody. When it, what they did was they grabbed a guy, a little a guy that was a little scrawny guy, and one of the bigger guys grabbed him, um, held him over the wall by his feet so that I could crawl mm-hmm. up him. So mm-hmm. it was kind of my team that built me out. It wasn't really anything that I had ascertained for myself but you know what was funny is like the whole entire group like all the teams all the facilitators basically processed me at the end i was pretty mm-hmm. I, it was pretty fun i have to say but mm-hmm. and it wasn't but that's kind of what we do right is we is we keep doing the same thing it's like oh if i just do this then my business will be successful if i just do more of this then money will come if i just you know all of that and we do it over and thinking we're doing something different, you know, because like as I was approaching the wall, I was approaching from mm-hmm. different sides. I was doing something different. I was approaching from the right. Mm-hmm. I was approaching from the left. I was approaching, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like we think we're doing something different. <laughs> I don't like this story. Now that I've, I'm just having this moment of regret of telling this story, you're having way too much fun with <laughs> but like, oh god! But like, you know, I, I think I see it all the time. I do it. I, I, I'd like to say, oh, I never do that again. But no, because it's like we have like mm-hmm. thousands of years of programming called like, if I just try harder, if I just reach further, if I just jump faster, if I just jump higher, then I. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, mm-hmm. is that we actually have to learn how to come from a different place. We have to change those mm-hmm. points. We have to, like, change where we're living from, where we're creating from. Like, if we don't do that, we're just going to keep slamming the wall. <laughs> Sad face. <laughs> well, uh, if, have I depressed everyone? <laughs> <laughs> Really, what would it take for all of us to create from our potency? You know, what would it take to, like you said, like be the overdog? So everything that you've made wrong about being the overdog, right? Everything that you've made wrong or not as juicy or not as good or not as successful or as not as fulfilling um, about playing from your strengths, about thriving, about thriving and then thriving some more, about building on your thriving. Can we uncreate and destroy all of that? Yes, yes, yes. Right, wrong, yes. bad, pop, pop, line, shirts, boys and beyond. And all the, all the ways in which we've entrained to this reality and the struggle right. is part of the process. 
and that um, too much and too big and too smart and too, uh, yeah, all of that, too much, too good, too good. Everywhere that it, you have to um, have a set point of bad in order to get good again, um, in order to bridge the gap to good. Can we uncreate and destroy all that? Yes, yes. Right, wrong, good, bad. Yes, yes. Talk all night, boys and beyonds. I mean, what really, what would it take for us all to have, like, instead of the, <laughs> it's like we were talking, you know, like when you play victim and somebody says, oh, poor you, right? It's like the booby prize, right? So when I, when I used to talk about like being a single parent, a single mother, and I'm like working two jobs and trying to support my family, and you know, people would be like, "Oh, there, there, Suzanne, that's so hard, right?" And um, and it would be the booby prize, and I and I would be like satisfied that they could see how hard I was trying, right? But it was the effing booby prize. Because literally, it still kind of made me sick. You know what I mean? Even though I got, like, all of the, um, you know, poor you kind of thing. Like, here, let me empathize with your hard, hard life. Um, and so this, too, right? Like, coming from behind, there it's the booby prize. And, um, and I feel like it's a universal implant. Like, it's actually not an ours. Like, it's something that was in the program of this reality, and we bought it, hook, line, and sinker. And it pisses me off. So it's like everything that is, everywhere we've been entrained and everywhere we've been implanted, to believe that the best possible scenario was that we could be the underdog that made it, you know, that we could be the trailblazer that did it alone, that we could be the rogue that changed against all odds and that that was the best possible result and the best possible purpose for us. Can we uncreate and just destroy all of that shit? Yes. Yep. <laughs> right, wrong. Good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Because it's the booby prize. And like Rhonda says, those aren't the booby prizes that she first. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> Me neither, Rhonda. <laughs> well, it's, you know, I I really get that. I mean, if you look at our culture, we are fascinated with this story. I mean, I've been fascinated with my own dumb story. And in fact, when I think about creating from ahead of the game, when I think about creating from, okay, I've got a million dollars in the bank. Now what can I create? Like, there's a part of me that's like, as much as I have like, oh my gosh, like, you know, an influx of cash to live your magic and how many more places in the world could I go? And, you know, there, there's almost something in me that's like, well, that would be boring. Right? Like, and how much do we think that, you know, if, if we were creating from, um, from more than, like, if we, if, like, that fear is of being bored, you know? And it's like, um, you know, for humanoid, that's actually the worst possible thing you could be is bored, right? So that's where, like, and by humanoid, I mean, like, you know, people who sort of operate from, the magic and from capacities and from energy and things like that. It's like, we, like, we do not want to be bored because we're massive creators, right? But like, 
really, truly, like, consider the possibility, right, that that there are, okay, what is it that we truly love about the underdog story, right? We love that, mm-hmm. that, that, that how far one comes. We love that they, they, m- one of my favorite things about the underdog story is watching person sh- show themselves who they are, like show themselves how mm-hmm. strong they are. I, and as I'm talking about that, I, one of my favorite underdogs is Frodo from Lord of the Rings. Right. And he mm-hmm. like shows himself his strengths over and over. He didn't know he was brave. He didn't know he could do mm-hmm. anything. He was just this little hobbit, this little hobbit that ate too much. Right. <laughs> and like, <laughs> that's how I feel like a little hobbit that eats too much. <laughs> Maybe that's why I relate to Frodo. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so cute and sweet. <laughs> I know, so cute and sweet. So I, re- I mean, I love that piece of it, right? And I love that it's like they come further than they could ever imagine themselves, and like they surprise themselves along the way. Well, why couldn't we do that from mm-hmm. plenty? Why couldn't we do mm-hmm. that from I have, I have enough. I have more than enough. But actually, we create targets that are out of this world, out of this reality, and still use our strengths and still surprise ourselves and still see, like, what we can achieve. Because if we can do that, we literally mm-hmm. start creating realities that don't exist. Like, the underdog mm-hmm. story keeps us creating from in this reality and keeps – because mm-hmm. the the success that we can have from the underdog position – can only really reflect what's already here, right? It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's like the guy that grows up in Harlem and becomes a billionaire, right? It's like that's all within this reality of what success is. But what what is success if we put the same energy and maybe even more because we're actually not tanking our bodies with the adrenaline, what if we put the same intensity and energy into creating from, I'm already a millionaire. Now, actually, what can I do on the planet? And we put the same game on and like, what can I show myself and what can I be? And all of those things that we love about the underdog story, but we we create from havingness. And what would be possible mm-hmm. then? Like, you know, in that moment when I was just, I mean, I just like made that up. But I was like, oh, like end world hunger, things like that. Things that aren't just mm-hmm. about like, oh, I made it. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. we start creating global change, universal change. We start creating things that we can't even fathom right now instead of just recreating this one step forward, two steps back. Because what I noticed for myself is creating from the underdog story is I I will go, ta-da, and if I'm addicted and compelled to create from underdog, I, by its very nature, I have to tear myself back down to zero point again and start from mm-hmm. behind again over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Groundhog Day, like my little wall story. <coughs> right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boy shirts and peons. I think I need some clearing every time I talk about I it. Think, I don't feel good. I know. I think we do, sweetie. I really do. We can do that. Just remind me. Let's clear that from your body. <laughs> 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 bad, bad tale. 
But we got to go on break, mm-hmm. so we're going to come back and talk more about this. Um, but you're listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird, and we'll be back in a second. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. We're having an awesome conversation, and I like it that, you know, we can laugh about this because when we take ourselves so seriously, right, I mean, like, I know that when I'm in that place of, you know, um, the breakdown, right, I mean, there's so much where there's so many moments where I'm, like, emotional and crying and wailing and, like, it's, like, the worst possible thing in the world, you know, that this is happening, and how did I create this? And how can I stop doing this, right? Like, it's this super funny process of just being so, so serious and so intense and so stuck in the persona and in the, you know, woundedness and the pattern. Um, And so part of, you know, part of what I love about you telling this story, babe, is that you are, you have even though there might be energy still on it, it's like you can play with it. You know, you can, um, mm-hmm. you can look at yourself in the silliness, you know, and the, and, and that, that's really for a, a part of this, you know, is becoming aware of the ridiculousness of what we do with this underdog thing and playing with it, like not judging ourselves for, for doing it or being it. Um, or continuing to choose it, you know, just actually being playful and um, and light with it because that helps in um, in that's actually a tool, a really good tool to move beyond it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like you know, like 
being able to play with it and being able to go, oh, yeah, like that's what I'm doing. But because, you know, we probably said a few times, it's not wrong. It's just not. It's, but it's, if it's the only way you can create, it's a limitation, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've been doing that so long. I really, really trust myself that if I need to, I will. Right. If something goes down, tornado house blows up, whatever. You know what I mean? Like I got it down. I know how to create from the ashes. You know, like that's in me. And like I really see like I want people to kind of connect into something. Like if you go below all of the well, that wouldn't be fun and that would be boring and what would be the point? And you know, if you go below all of that stuff, which by the way, as Suzanne said, is most likely an implant because Mm -hmm. what is a better way to keep the creative ones, the magic ones from actually creating the magic they could creating this, like beyond this reality and creating things that we couldn't fathom that, that would actually free us from being, you know, being controlled by the external powers of this planet what better way to make sure that doesn't happen than to have this underdog imprint? Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, like, just consider the possibility that there's something that would be so much more thrilling, exciting, and even give you a tiny bit of adrenaline. Adrenaline's not bad either. We just don't want to have it as our only fuel source. Right? But, like... Tap into the desire that you might have underneath all these programs to see what you're really, really, really capable of creating. Like, is there any part of you that has a desire to know, like, okay, if money's completely handled, if my, mm-hmm. if I'm physically strong and alive and vibrant and... um I have resources and I, my relationships are in a good place. And what could I create from there if I am not in a continuous fixing of a problem? What could I create? Is there any part of you that actually desires to know what actually unfathomable thing you might be, do, and create from that place? Now, Here's the thing, desire is one of the most potent alchemical processes there is. If you can tap a desire, a cure, even just a curiosity, if it's not even in the realm of desire yet, if you could even just begin to get curious, because curiosity is also an alchemical process that changes the dynamics, it changes the molecules of a thing. So it starts with curiosity it moves into desire, and then we're like, okay, what would it take to create from a space of having this? And how can you create from that space even if the external things aren't in place yet? As like those moments where you feel alive and excited and free is like like practicing creating from that space and seeing what that is and seeing how it feels. Like for me... There is a way when I'm creating from just I want to create this and it's fun that it feels like just like mm-hmm. surfing, right? It's not mm-hmm. boring. 
It's like, ooh, like mm-hmm. I come up with this idea and somebody pings me on Messenger and I'm listening to a class at the same time and like I'm doing 15 things and it's all happening and it's so fun. And all of a sudden I created this whole thing and it's already filled and it's only, you know, 12 hours later, right? That's freaking, that's actually really, really fun. But it's like mm-hmm. I, those moments are fleeting, right? And it's like we have to like, I think we have to like, start practicing and acknowledging when we are creating from that space. Even even though we don't have the million dollars in the bank yet or whatever, we have to practice creating from that space. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, I really, really love that. And um, and I really appreciate right now that you are bringing the energy of that with your words. It's really cool. Actually, Kaylin in the chat room is talking about that right now, right? Like there's a a way that you're showing us the energy of that ease, of that curiosity, which I really love. And, you know, I I feel like this is a game that I'm actually playing with money right now because Megan and I are playing a game of, like, who can get to $50,000 in our checking and savings account first, right? Um, and, um, and for me, it's very rare when I drop below, like, $20,000 in my account um, these days, right? And that's on purpose. Like, I've created... Um, savings and investments and stuff like that so that there's there's always a place of like I have more than enough and that's a really fun game for me actually because I don't like the feeling of lack when it comes to money I grew up very poor I don't want to be poor and so I've created this benchmark to come from for a long long time for many years and but it still is so so fun to play money games of getting to 50,000, you know, or more or whatever, right? Like, it it actually isn't boring. It actually feels super fun to feel like I'm in a place of really great. And what else can I do? What else can I um, express? How much more can I um, play this game? You know, how much more is in me, so to speak. So we think that it's going to be boring, but it's really not. It's it's actually so much more fun to come from a place of thriving and see how much more you have in you, you know, um, how much left is there because we pretty much are working on what like one to five percent of our capacities at this point you know like how much of our brain are we utilizing how much of the power and magic are we actually integrating and expressing from and i would say that most people on the planet want to be fully expressed they want to see what they can be they want to see what they can do they there's always a more and so the game that can be so 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 fun if you let it be, you know, if you actually uh, can let go of the implanted point of view um, that the underdog is the is the best game in town. Mm-hmm. So, what are our tools again? Let's recap very quickly. Right, using mm-hmm. breath work to change the the operating system of the body if you go to the hendrix.com i think i think it's hendrix h-e-n-d-r-i-c-k-s dot hendrix is it hendrix institute i don't know i, I think, think so, yeah. well look it up on google google them we don't know mm-hmm. if we're giving you the right information or not but there's something that they're on their site 
um, they demonstrate something called the yes breath. And it's the main breath, it's the main breathing technique used to switch the fuel system. Um, learn how to do that. Start doing that. See if you can begin to get curious about what kind of things are beyond what you've been trying to make and create from this underdog or from this playing from behind ideal. And like, just tap into a desire that you might have to see what is possible when you create from beyond. We got to, it's like, you know, first of all, we have to be aware that we're doing it. This is not happening to us. This is not because mommy, daddy, blah, blah, and then, you, you know, the bad landlord. And This isn't any of that. It's because you need to create from a sense of behind. It's an implanted reality that you've allowed to become your reality. So that awareness is really key as well. And also kind of taking a look at, like, okay, cool, like, this is one way that I know how to create. And and like what is really possible? Like one of the things that I initially became a, a facilitator of access consciousness for was a class called the Nine Trannies that you have to have like a certain amount of credentials or classes taken to go to it. And the Nine Trannies are about exploring things like teleportation, um, tra- like changing your body, shape-shifting, all those kinds of things. Like there is so much magic that we don't get to because we're so busy trying to pay our rent because we're so busy trying to heal our latest disease because we're do you know what I'm you know what I'm saying hun and it's like there's this magic that's so far beyond anything that we're not going to get to if we keep playing the underdog game mm-hmm. yeah like I would you say said, you keep saying it's the movie price yeah so as far as tools go, the other thing is to um, play, to play with the energy of the underdog, exaggerate it, um, get to a place where you're not judging yourself or, you know, burning the house down, so to speak. So that's also another tool. So we're talking about breath work. We're talking about awareness. We're talking about making it light. We're talking about asking questions and getting curious about what kind of game that you could be playing. You know, we did a lot of clearings in the show today. So, you know, clearings are also super helpful in opening a space for you to create more, for you to choose different. Play more, you know, play more with the idea of this and continue to think about it and consider it and talk to people about it. And we'll be back next week for more yumminess on the show. Thanks for joining us. Bye, Bye everybody. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.